This is Mitchell McLam, lead pastor of Sapona Road Church in Fayetteville, North Carolina. We're so excited you found our podcast. Our prayer is that you're blessed by today's message. If you would like more information about Sapona Road Church or would like to give to this ministry, please visit our website at saponaroadchurch.com. We hope you have a great day and enjoy today's message. Numbers chapter 9, we get into verse 15, this is the New Living Translation, it said on the day of, on the day the tabernacle was set up, the cloud covered it, but from evening until morning, the cloud over the tabernacle looked like a pillar of fire. This was the regular pattern at night, the cloud that covered the tabernacle appeared as fire, whenever the cloud lifted over the sacred tent, the people of Israel would break camp and follow it. Whenever the clouds settled, the people of Israel would set up camp. In this way, they traveled and camped, and at the Lord's command, wherever he told them to go, they went, and they remained in their camp as long as the clouds stayed over the tabernacle. If the cloud remained over the tabernacle for a long time, the Israelites stayed and performed their duty to the Lord. Sometimes the cloud would stay over the tabernacle for only a few days. So the people would stay for only a few days as the Lord commanded. Then at the Lord's command, they would break camp and move on. Sometimes the cloud only stayed overnight and lifted the next morning. But day or night, when the cloud lifted, the people broke camp and moved on. Whether the cloud stayed above the tabernacle for two days, a month, a year, the people of Israel stayed at camp and did not move on. But as soon as it lifted, as soon as it lifted, they broke camp and moved on. So they camped or traveled at the Lord's command, and they did whatever the Lord told them through Moses. The Spirit of God has hovered over its creation since the very beginning. In the very beginning, the earth was formless and void, and it was just this emptiness, but yet the Spirit of God hovered over what the Bible calls the surfaces of the deep. This cloud shows up in, in the book of Exodus. We talked about it several months ago when we walked through Exodus. This cloud showed up and it is how the people of Israel were led out of Egypt. It's how they were led into the wilderness, how they were led out of slavery. God showed up in the form of a cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night. And it's known as the Shekinah glory. And in Exodus chapter 40, when the temple was complete, and that's where this is coming in, uh, where our passage comes into today, Numbers chapter 9 is referring to that at that day on Exodus chapter 40, when everything was done, the people had come together, they had built the church, the church was built by the people. And when the, the, the church, the tabernacle, the tent of meeting was completely erected, the glory of God filled the house. And the Bible says that Moses himself could not even enter in to the temple any longer because the glory of God filled the temple. And I talked to you last week for a, a few moments and maybe you watched that video, I hope you did. And I talked to you about how God gave divine order throughout the first uh, part of Numbers and he, he lined out the, uh, some 600,000 plus men that were fighting age military men. Do you realize that this tribe of people were over a million strong that God was leading? There's no task too big for God. Do you understand the diversity that was within this tribe, the, the differences of opinion, the, the differences of preference, but yet somehow God could move one million plus people in a direction out of slavery. 
And God used the cloud to direct and to guide. And I, we talked about last week the positioning of the people. I told you that God is a God of order. Every person had a place. And, and I told you that every person was accounted for. They did the census and every tribe was positioned in the place that God would have it. But right smack dab in the middle of the camp was always the tabernacle. And we referred that back to the place that Jesus has to be the center of everything that's done, the center of the church, the center of our lives, the center of our families. Everything must revolve around Jesus. And now Moses is talking in Numbers chapter 9, and he's giving us these, these instructions. He's telling us, he's looking back on the good old days, if you will, and I'll explain that a little more in a moment. He's saying, you know, what, what took place was the glory of God sat on the house. It sat on the tabernacle, and by day it was a cloud, and at night it, it was a fire. And Moses is describing the positioning that God would use. Because if, if, if the cloud settled and it sat, the people spread out their camp. One million plus people spread out camp. They set up camp and they served the Lord and they did what they, were, what they were to do according to the duties of God. But at the moment that that cloud lifted, they had to pack everything up. Every person had a place. Somebody was getting the rods. Somebody was getting the furniture. Somebody was getting the fabrics, the drapes. Everybody had a job. At the moment the cloud raised up off the tabernacle, they're, they're packing everything up and they're ready to move. And, and, and Moses tells us sometimes they would stay for days. Sometimes they stayed for months. Sometimes they stayed overnight. And I've thought about the, the, the cloud. And I want to just give you three quick thoughts. The cloud was what they needed when they needed it. See, this cloud represents the glory of God. It literally represents the Holy Spirit leading and guiding and directing the people of Israel. And the first thought is the cloud was what they needed when they needed it. Well, what does that mean? Well, on the hot, scorching day, during the daylight, that, that cloud literally provided cover. It provided shade. It provided protection from the sun, from the elements, from what was going on around them. At night, when things were dark and lonely, and I believe they were dry, and I believe that, that that cloud, that pillar of fire provided a warmth, a comfort, a peace for them in the middle of that dark hour. Number two, the, the cloud gave direction. They, they had no clue where they were headed. They knew that God had a promised land. They knew that they were headed to a promised land, but how they were going to make it there, they had no clue. They waited literally on this cloud to, to rise up from the, the temple, to, to raise itself up, and they watched, and wherever it went, they followed, and then it would settle back down on the tabernacle again. It gave direction. Every step they took was in order and in accordance to where God was leading them by his glory in the form of the cloud and the pillar of fire. It was what they needed when they needed it. It gave direction. But there's something interesting in this third thought. Moses is talking to us in a past tense. Moses is having to write this and explain to the people that are to come, the contemporaries, if you will, the people that are to come behind him, the people that are going to read his writings. He's writing this in a past tense. That tells me that the cloud no longer sat on the tabernacle. The glory of God may have still filled the temple, but in Ezekiel chapter 10, we read the prophet Ezekiel actually describes the glory of God leaving the tabernacle. Moses is having to write this in a past tense. Now, I don't know about you, but 
I went to bed last night broken. I really couldn't get thoughts together. I, I really couldn't even fathom how we, how we step into a place of worship today. And we have a conversation. And I woke up this morning and my mind was just this blank, this blank slate as I'm broken for our city. I'm broken for our nation. I'm broken for humanity. And then all I know how to tell you is Jesus. See, we're being positioned for the promise. And on this day of Pentecost, we've already established that Jesus has to be at the center of everything. But then the Spirit of God settles over the temple. On the day of Pentecost, the people were all gathered. They were unified. There was 120 people sitting in the upper room. They were following Jesus' direction. And all of a sudden, the sound filled the room like, like a rushing wind. And, and I, I can imagine them looking around, and all of a sudden, fire sat and settled on top of each one of them. Does that sound familiar to you? I believe it took place exactly like it took place on the day that the tabernacle was erected when, when the pillar of fire sat on the tabernacle. And on the day of Pentecost, the exact same thing took place. Paul says, don't you know your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit? You and I are vessels. We represent the tabernacle, the temple, the tent of meeting. We are that tabernacle. And now the Holy Spirit has come and it sat upon each one of us. I thought back about the, I thought through yesterday and, and my, my feelings and my emotions last night, and I'm not going to lie, I got tied up in them just a little bit. And I thought through the diversity, the division that we're dealing with. Diversity is not a bad thing. God created us all completely different. Division is the issue. And I thought about us, and, and when we look at this time, this day when, when Jesus had said, hey, he had used the prophet Joel to say, there's going to be a day when I pour out my spirit on all flesh. All flesh. All flesh. It doesn't matter what color, what gender. It doesn't matter whether we are from a poverty place or whether we're from a place that we're middle class or we're upper end scale. Who cares? His word said, I'll pour out my spirit on all flesh. And the day that those 120 people are sitting in the upper room, Jesus had just said not too long before, Luke recorded it in Acts chapter 1 verse 8, he says, you'll receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you'll be my witnesses. And you're going to tell people about me everywhere. You're going to tell people about me in Jerusalem, throughout Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. Do you realize that the Samaritans hated the Jews? Do you realize that there was this drastic division between the Samaritan people, between the Gentiles and the Jews, the Gentiles being everybody that wasn't a Jew? There was, there was this intense hatred for this group of people. But on the day that the Holy Spirit came and sat upon those people, they went out into the street and they began to speak in other tongues as the Holy Spirit gave them the ability. And what took place was unity. Because when they began to speak in other tongues, the other tongues they were speaking in were actually native language to the people around them. 
And all of a sudden, the, the people from all over could understand what was taking place and they could understand they didn't look like them, they didn't act like them, they didn't talk like them, but in this moment, the message was the same. It was a message of grace, a message of love, a message of the gospel of Jesus Christ was now crossing all barriers. What does that have to do with numbers? Here's what I believe. On this day of Pentecost, the day we celebrate, the celebration that Jesus gave us his spirit, I believe right now more than ever, we need the hatred between our people to be unified by the love of the Holy Spirit. And I believe that the same way that the cloud the Shekinah glory of God gave the people of Israel what they needed, when they needed it. The Holy Spirit can do the exact same thing for you and I. See, I've walked through times of grief. I've walked through times of joy. I've walked through times of sorrow. I've walked through times of confusion. And, and, and in every one of those seasons, the Holy Spirit of God has been direction for me. He's been comfort for me. He's been peace. In fact, Jesus called him the comforter. He's the advocate. He's the one that, that goes on our behalf. He can be what you need when you need him to be it. I don't know where I'm headed. This journey of faith blows my mind on a regular basis and I have no idea what my destination looks like. I have no idea how I'm gonna get there, but all I know is, is regardless of the inconvenience on my life, regardless of how short this day, how long this day, regardless of how comfortable I get in this spot, regardless of how uncomfortable this spot may be, when the cloud lifts up, I'm following the leading of God. When the cloud settles down, I'm gonna stay and I'm gonna worship and I'm gonna be right here in this moment. When the cloud raises up again, I'm gonna follow. I'm going to go. When it settles back down, I'm going to stay. If it's for days, if it's for months, if it's for years, if it's overnight, I'm going to follow the guidance and the leading of the Holy Spirit. But here's what's going to twist for me. I'm not going to allow the cloud and the pillar of fire that settled on my life to be a thing of the past for my kids. See, Moses had to write about it and he had to tell those people about it because they couldn't see it for themselves. I believe we see the division that we see. We see the hatred that we see because we, as a church, being the center of the camp, the church should be the center of this community. The church of, of God, the church of Jesus Christ. If the Holy Spirit would settle on the church, it wouldn't have to be a thing of the past, but it could be a thing of the future. And my kids and, and their kids and their kids would, would have to see. They wouldn't, I wouldn't have the right to tell them about it. They're going to witness it for themselves. And my babies are going to see a more, uh, a more prominent, stronger outpouring of the Holy Spirit than I've seen. And their babies are going to a, see a stronger sense of revival and outpouring than I've seen. I don't want to write about it to tell them what the good old days used to be. My good old days are in front of me, not behind me. How do we fix division and disunity and hatred? The only thing that I know is Jesus. The only way that I know to fix anything is Jesus. 
you and I need an outpouring of the Holy Spirit. We need God to let his glory fall on the church. It'll make it to the community. But the church is at the center of the camp. And I believe if God's glory would fall, that his spirit that would sit on the church would be a safe haven for everybody around us. The cloud during the scorching hot sun would provide shade to the whole camp. The fire by night would provide heat to somebody that's cold, that's living in this cold, dark place in this moment. But it's got to settle on the church. The Holy Spirit is a real person of God. And he's waiting to move on our life today. How do we fix the brokenness? Well, my word tells me that if my people, not the community, not the world, but if my people humble themselves and pray, then I hear their cries and I come and I hear their land. Well, how does that take place? By the Spirit of God settling on the church. We're going to continue to play that worship song. And I want us just to take a few moments. I need you to pray, church. I'd struggle with how to even orchestrate this service today. This is nothing like we had planned today. I struggle with how to orchestrate and how to, to line up and plan this service. I started to call, to call the worship team and tell them, you know, don't even show up today. Let's have a day of prayer. I, I struggle with all different ways. But God orchestrated this 100%. Jesus changes everything. Jesus can change everything in your life. He can change everything in your family. He can change everything in this little old city of Fayetteville. You say it's big. Well, not to God. Jesus changes everything. We are the temple. You are the temple of the Holy Spirit. And you need God's glory to dwell, to rest upon you. The Bible said that it, the cloud covered the temple. I need the glory of God, the Holy Spirit of God to cover me. The covering is a protection. That means that everything that comes against me now has to deal with my covering before it ever makes it to me. If you don't know Jesus, I want to lead you in a prayer and I'm going to continue to pray. If you don't know Jesus today and you need Jesus to change everything in your life. He wants to do that. The Bible tells us all we've got to do is recognize that we are in need of a Savior. We're a sinner in need of a Savior. Call on his name, confess with our mouth, believe in our heart that God sent his son Jesus to die on a cross for us. And he comes and he lives inside of us and he dwells within us and fills this temple. And everything's changed. Better? Always perfect? No but I now have 
God living within me and the same power that conquered death, hell, and the grave lives within me to conquer my day-to-day problems and trials. Would you pray this prayer with me? Jesus, I recognize I'm a sinner. I need a savior. I need you to change everything. I know you died on a cross so that I could be free from sin and you rose again so that I could live life more abundantly. You gave your life, now I give you mine. Forgive me, change my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Family, I want us specifically to pray today for unity. The Holy Spirit brings unity. On the the very first Pentecost, the Holy Spirit brought unity to this majorly devised nation full of hatred. We need that kind of unity. Pray with me, Father. We need your Holy Spirit. We recognize today, God, that on this day of Pentecost, your Holy Spirit brings unity. We recognize, God, that we stand on a ground, Father. We stand in a community, God, and in a city that is is divided, God. Evil has, has taken its toll on our city, God, but I don't believe that the evil is greater than the good. God, I believe that you can raise up the church and I believe, God, not as the church to take this place of authority over people, but to take the place of authority over the unseen rulers of the darkness, God, of the evil. I believe we can combat the things that we can't even see by the power of your Holy Spirit, God. And today, we need an outpouring of your spirit. We need you to show us your glory, God. We need you to surround us with your protection, surround us, God, with, with, your, with your defense, God, so that we could go forward. We could be the light in the darkness and light would overtake the darkness in this land. We recognize today that, God, you can change everything. I believe, God, that you wanna use the church to take this pandemic to panic into a revival. Father, and I pray today, God, that as we are are surrounding ourselves with prayer today, as we are singing out praises to you, Father, as churches are gathered all across this land, God, they're, they're doing online services, God, whatever it is, Father, we're praying, we're unified. I believe we're crying out today. Hear our prayer today. Hear our cry, God. Let your spirit sit upon each one of us. God, I'm thankful that your Holy Spirit is what I need when I need it. And you're a a comforter, you're a friend, you're a father, you're a mother. God, you're everything that I need when I need you to be that. God, guide us, direct us today. Let us not move out of your step, God. But if you lift up your, your cloud above us, Father, let us wait and follow that direction. If you plan us right down, God, let us stay right where we are and serve you and fulfill the duties of the Lord. God, I pray that this not be a thing of the past, but it be a thing of the future. 
God, as we stand before you today, God, crying out for your presence, God, crying out for your glory to to rain down on us, recognizing that you are the answer. You're the only answer to the problems. You're the only answer to the division, God. You're the only answer to the hatred. You're the only answer to the evil. You're the only answer to the destruction. The only answer is Jesus. God, as we declare that today, I don't declare it over the past, Father, but I declare it over the future that we wouldn't have to sit down and write about the cloud and the pillar of fire over our temple, over our lives, God, but our, our kids and our kids' kids and our kids' kids' kids, Father, that, that for generations to come, that fire would burn bigger and burn brighter, God, that something would be sparked, something would be, would be built, Father, just a spark of a flame would be over each one of us. And as the wind begins to blow, God, that they would begin to, to fuel that fire in their lives for generations to come the outpouring of your spirit would only be bigger and stronger and more mighty. Father, we need a move from you today. I thank you, Lord. I praise your name, Jesus. Father, I declare this morning victory over our land, God. God, I declare that light will overcome darkness. Darkness will cease that the power that is within us is greater than the power that is within the world. And by the power of your Holy Spirit, we execute that power and that authority today to overcome darkness. God, I pray blessings over the first responders all over this nation that are dealing with something completely out of the ordinary for them. God, I pray protection. I pray peace over their families, God. Lord, give them strength, Lord. They're tired, they're, they're worn out. Father, I pray for strength over them. God, give wisdom to our leaders, our governmental leaders, our city officials, our county officials, God, this nation's leaders. Father, heal this land. Bring unity by the power of the Holy Spirit. Let your glory fall on us. Father, I pray blessings on your people. I pray that you keep them, you bless them, you keep them, Lord. God, I pray that you would Let your face shine on them. Give them peace. I thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen.